Hello everyone, welcome back to Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and joining me today is someone who I haven't had on the show for a while, so I kind of forgot his name. Uh, Bob, right? Bob, yeah, Bob. Or was it John? Oh, Chad. Or No, it's Chad. Oh, I was about to say, don't some people call you Tim? No, but some people do call me the Space Cowboy. Do they ever call you the Gangster of Love? But some people do call me Maurice. Because I speak of the Papatis of Love. <laughs> okay, I, I I have I have not heard that song in a while, so I just remember the some people call me a space cowboy. Some people call me a gangster of love. And now you know why I don't sing. But anyways. So welcome but now back. It be, but now it will be forever part of Geekery and General Legend, Al Sang. I did try singing once on a previous episode. I think it was it was one of my episodes about the Outer Plains because it was like one of the realms like near the end where there just wasn't a lot of material for me to work with. So I was trying to find ways to fill, you know, to, to fill time. I think it was the Twin Paradises because they were talking about uh, the Finnish Pantheon making their home there. And I was, I remember there was, uh, I mean, you've probably seen MST3K. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's an uh, there's this episode called The Day the Earth Froze, based off of a, a Finnish legend of the Kalevala and you know the Sampo, and the near the beginning you know they're filming you know, I, I assume in in uh, Finland, and it looks a lot like northern Wisconsin with the rivers and the pine trees and all that, and you know they're singing along you know. The land of sky blue waters, because you know that's the uh, you know from Ham's right. beer. So, yep. and I, I I still love that episode because it starts out that it shows this like blizzardy landscape, and then it comes up with the title, "The Day the Earth Froze," and the you know the Joel and the two robots are like, "Oh cripes, I remember that day." They were talking with the typical like northern uh, Michigan accent. It's like, oh yeah. Right. I, you know, and it's like the, the the I had to have my neighbor come over and jumpstart the Chevy. You know, and then we got to the part where all the schools were closing, but the kids liked that part. And uh, but anyways, we're not here to talk about the day the Earth froze, but that might actually be an interesting. Well, can we do the whole episode? Can we do the whole episode as the Youpers? Yeah, we're just talking like this through the whole thing, huh? Yeah, we could try talking like that, you know. So, but then again, you know, we's from Wisconsin, so doing that whole Youper accent really isn't that much of a stretch for us, you know. No, it's not. But you know, and I actually, I got relatives that talk like this all the time, Derry. I, you know, I don't have any relatives that talk like that a lot. But you know, it's kind of funny. At work the other day, I, I was talking to a customer on the phone, and like, you know, someone said, "Are you in Wisconsin?" I'm like, "Yeah." How do you know? And it's like the accent. So apparently, in my normal speaking voice, I've got a very stereotypical accent. Don't you know? Well, you know, Derry, it, uh, it makes sense, Derry. You know, we. Uh... We're not that far there from the UP, you know. Oh, yeah. Especially you over there in the Green Bay's area. Yeah, it's actually a little... I'm a little more south of the Green Bay area. The Green Bay area is a little more north uh, of me. But, you know, you're actually not that far off because, you know, a couple hours driving north there, hey, and I do find myself in the UP. Have have you ever been to the UP? Oh, yeah. You you know, uh, one time I went up there... uh, to one of them, their uh, Renaissance fairs, you know, and it was over there in the Ishpeming. Oh, Have you I've, ever heard of the Ishpeming? I, I've heard of the Ishpeming because that's where the uh, that's where the Youpers, I think, may have came from. But you know, I remember at one time when I was on a uh, a scouting trip that we were going to the the mainland, you know, the Mitten uh, of Michigan. We did go by Escanaba, and many years later, I remember seeing this oh. film. Oh, hey, it was. We, was it in the moonlight? It was Did not you go in there the moonlight. No, we were we were driving there to the day, so it was actually not Escanaba in the moonlight. It was more Escanaba in the 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 late summer sunshine. So we we were actually through Escanaba before it got dark. So that was probably yeah, for the sure, best day. I'm pretty sure it was still beautiful up there. You know, the the UP for all its for all it lacks, it pretty it sure is pretty. Oh, it is just God's country up there, I swear it, you know, and don't you know, it's like the place where God lost his shoes, because there's some places you go out there, it's like, 
you know, you get lost out there hunting or snowmobiling in the woods, eh? It's like, you know, they never find you up there. Oh, yeah. Before you know it, it's been six years. Yeah. But I think we... <laughs> okay, okay, I think we did enough of that. Yes. Um, our A thousand apologies to, if we have any listeners from the UP, uh, from North northern Michigan, no, we're not trying to make fun of you. I actually kind of like the Uper accent. Uh said don't, apparently because it's talking like that you know they don't have the internets up there <laughs> Ooh, but okay well on to today's show so before we so we're going to continue taking a look at some of the ep, some of the episodes of black mirror and before we begin this show we are going to be talking about some potentially mature topics uh, and there is going to be a bit of sexuality discussed in this episode. So, again, if you're listening to, to this with the kids, you might want to switch off now because, yeah, it, or listen to it when they're not around. You know, because, I don't know, some people don't like their kids getting exposed to that kind of stuff. So, but anyways, on to today's show. So, this one was about an episode called The, the Entire History of You. And I remember you sent me a message that sounds like you really weren't too crazy about this episode. No, the 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 potential the 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 potential backlash of doing something like this with a society is just mind-boggling. What they did in this episode, and I don't know how much you want me to go in depth with that right now, but basically they they implant this device in your body that allows you to recall your memories but not recall them in the way that al and i recall our memories at this point where we kind of just kind of sit back get that nostalgic look on our face and we remember a time when we did xyz in this this little device that they implant behind your ear and they call it a grain i believe yes that is correct it's called a grain because it looks kind of like and just you a grain get of this rice. Little remote control with it type thing that allows you to skip through your memories, and it's like watching. You can watch your memories from your own point of view, from any time in your history, as long as you haven't deleted them. Um, they call they call it doing a, a redo. Yes. And potentially, the fact that um, in this show, and I'm just going to touch a few highlight points. They. They um, use this when he goes through security at the airport to make sure that he's not a terrorist or he hasn't done anything within the last X amount of time that would coincide with him trying to do any harm to the airlines or anybody else on the airlines. Yeah, and we're getting a bit ahead, but so, but yeah, we'll come, we'll come back and talk about that. So, but that is a good point. And I certainly understand. And that's one thing I would like to talk about once we're done discussing the episode, what if they if these things did exist, what type of implications would it have for society? But still uh, huge. But yes. Let's not go too deep into that. Yes. I was not a fan of this episode, let's say. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll get into those reasons why as we go along. Um, to put it in perspective, Val, I like the first episode better than I like this episode. Even though the first episode was about pig <laughs> you still liked this one better? No, or you I, liked I that, like one that one better than yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, so so the main character uh, in this particular episode is named Liam Foxwell. So he was at the beginning he was uh, meeting with some of his uh, supervisors at work, and of course he was recording it. And on the way home, he's replaying some of the the conversation because he. He felt that it didn't go very well. And now here's my question. Mm-hmm. Do you have the option not to record? I would assume so because those grain things probably only have a certain amount of memory. So, you know, it would be like your computer or, you know, your, your smartphone where you can probably fit a lot of stuff, but you're not going to be able to get a lot. But they never really See, understand. I- they never really explain how these grains work whether it's like a physical recording and i think that's what they imply it's not something where it just allows you to recall that you know that memory from your brain uh you know more easily than you would because i know when there's a dinner party scene where they do talk a little bit about organic memories so that's why i'm thinking they they intend that these these grains are like a smartphone 
for lack of a better term, in your in your head, where it does store like a a file that again you can delete and then you can go back and and you know you can delete it or you can go back and watch it whenever you want. And whenever they're watching it, just from their perspective, you can tell because their eyes glaze up. Right, and I I don't know I kind of disagree with that idea. I think it records everything all the time. Because they were talking, and this is later in the episode, but when he's talking to his wife about the thing that happens, we won't, I won't ruin that now because that's part of the episode, but mm-hmm. he wants her to show it to him, and she said, well, I deleted it. I mean, even though we find out she didn't delete it, but she said, I deleted it. And he goes, well, then show me the blank spot in your timeline. Okay. So I think it's kind of like everything, because otherwise... For what she did, why would she have not just deleted it and went on with, you know, or not recorded it to begin with? That's true. And um, so, but yeah, he's doing a, you know, a redo where he's going back and he's looking on his, because he's in a cab because he has to go catch a flight. So it seems he was out of town for something. And that's where he, I think the phrase they were using is, well, we hope to maybe see you again or, or something like that, which Right. And when he goes to this dinner party a little later in the episode, he uh, again, it implies that he he's going to be losing his job. So obviously he goes back and he's not in a very good mood. And right. this is where we get to the part you were talking about with the airline security, because the uh, the guy at the, the check in asked him to do a redo. So I think they had him going back in the last week. So this is where I think, yeah, right. might be right where it does at least record, maybe it just does record facial recognition, because what the this, this airport security personnel does is he has them go back about a week or so, and they, they're looking at the faces of the people he's interacted with. So right. assuming that they're probably looking to see, okay, this facial recognition software, does it recognize a potential terrorist? You know, so that, again, from a legal perspective, I'm not really sure how that would work because, yeah, it would, at least going by U.S. law, you know, if they see, okay, yes, you did, we can see you did have interaction with a potential person of interest, there's the question of would that be considered an unlawful search and seizure? I mean, would they have to have like, uh, you know, like a search warrant in order to do that? Now, in this case here where he's going through security in an airport i'm wondering if there's almost like that if they passed a law in this reality where when you are in certain situations with you know a security officer they can just go in and you know get that information without or they can ask you to do a redo without having to get a search warrant of any kind well and it seems to be voluntary when he's going through the line there I mean, maybe they've passed a law that if you don't voluntarily give up this information that you can't fly or something, but it's voluntary because they said, can you go back a week and then play at 64, you know, 64 X and he does it. I mean, it's not them going into his grain and looking, it's him going, okay, here it is. So I think there's some form, at least partially it's voluntary, even though it may not be a hundred percent voluntary It may be compelled by a law that we're unaware of in this reality, but it is voluntary, at least what we see of it. Yeah, and that would make sense where if you're not willing to do this, you're not allowed to fly. So anyways, he does his thing at the security, and okay, the security guard doesn't notice him interacting with anyone. You know, it doesn't trigger anything, so we assume he hasn't had any interactions with criminals or terrorists. Uh, So he goes through, and he gets home and he finds that uh, his wife is having a dinner party. Uh, his wife is named Fionn, and he sees her talking to a man that he doesn't know. And he gets a little concerned about their interactions. And this is where um, Jonas had a girlfriend. I forgot what the name of the character was, but you know she was showing that she had a scar on her neck where the grain would be implanted. So apparently someone had attacked her and had taken out her grain, and they were discussing how it wasn't encrypted. Uh, at least that's where I'm pretty sure that uh, that's what they were saying, that it wasn't encrypted. So apparently someone could take her memories now and sell them on the black market. 
Right. And and I, you know, everyday day-to-day memories are pretty mundane. I mean, I don't know about your life, but my life, they're pretty mundane for the most part. Using them as a sort of currency or getting money for my memories, I'd be like, wow, somebody's really wasting their money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, most people, regardless of who you are, your day-to-day is pretty mundane. You get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you eat breakfast, you go to work. Who cares? You know? Well, if we're correct about our assumption about how the thing is always on and recording something, you know, eventually you're going to have to get dressed. And there's people that probably would pay to watch footage of someone getting dressed from their point of view. Because uh, have you ever heard of Rule 34? No. It's this meme that goes, porn exists of it, no exceptions. Or another way I've seen it phrased is, if you can think of it, there is porn of it. Basically, it uh, right. going along this meme that if you can think of a way to turn something into pornography, chances are someone's already done it, and chances are someone's out there uh, getting their Watching jollies it. off of it. Yeah. <laughs> So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, there maybe in this world there was that black market where uh, people would try to get footage of, you know, a woman dressing or undressing herself or a man, you know, or a man right, or a depending woman. What depending on what you're, uh, what you're into. Yeah. And then or watching him in the shower. And I'm sure there's probably sickos that are into watching men go pee from their point of view. I don't know why anyone would want to watch that, but. Rule 34. Oh, yes, and then yep. there's Rule 34B. If there's not porn of it, pause. There is now. <laughs> so, but anyways, <laughs> to continue on, uh, so she, rec- she again, so she talks about how someone took out her, her grain, but she actually mentioned it almost felt liberating in a way. Yeah, she was like, after two days, I kind of liked not having it. Because I think somebody asked her why she hasn't had another one installed. And she was like, well, after like two days, I didn't miss it. And I kind of liked not having it. And so it almost seems as if it's an option. You know, it's like having the next iPhone or having the next, you know, Galaxy phone. Yeah, most people are going to do it, but not everybody needs one. You know? That's true. I, and... I still know people that don't have don't have cell phones or don't have smartphones. You know, they have a smell a smell. A cell phone for emergencies, that kind of stuff. But it's just an old flip phone or something like that. You know, not everybody has a smartphone. Not everybody in this country even has the Internet. That's true. And I'm sure there's some people that are perfectly content with their flip phone from, you know, 2001. Or they're, you know, perfectly content not having Internet. Or maybe if they have Internet, they don't have the high speed because they don't feel the need to go out there and... uh, you know, watch cat videos on YouTube or whatever. So, but yeah, I thought that interesting that she actually found it quite liberating not to have this thing in her head that was recording everything she does. Everything she does, yeah. Yeah, which, again, kind of goes back to what if, uh, you know, the whole thing, how we're talking about how he had to go through the airport, he had to do the redo. So I wonder if there's something where, like, if the person can prove or show that they don't have a grain that if there's some other procedure they have to go through, but that's not really relevant to this, this episode. Right. Right. So, yeah, but no, that is, that is things I thought about. Cause I'm like, so if you don't have a grain, can you not fly? That was one of the things I thought of. And I'm like, well, maybe they just still have to do like we do now, where we have to go through the metal scanner and we have to, you know, do this, that, or the next thing in order to uh, get through it versus, you know, just being able to go for 10 seconds, be like, let me see the last week, you know, and play fast forward through it so that their face recognition software can go, okay, you're clear, boom, and you go through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and like you said, it really is irrelevant to this episode, but it, it's still things that um, I think anybody watching this would think of, or at least some of the stuff they would think of. Yeah, and okay, I did make a mistake. They didn't, the dinner party wasn't at their home. It was at a friend's house. But anyways, yes. after the, but yeah, after the party, 
uh, Liam starts to get suspicious that Fionn may have had a relationship with this man. So when they get home, you know, they discuss it, and she does admit to being in a relationship with him. Uh, but, you know, she's not, she seemed like she was trying to avoid the subject as much as possible. Right. So they get into a fight, which eventually they, you know, they they kiss and make up. And then they go to bed together, which this was kind of interesting, the uh, tech, way this technology worked. It showed them having sex from, you know, their point of view. But then it shows they're actually just lying in bed next to each other with, you know, their eyes glazed over. So it's like they're reliving it, but they're not actually doing it. Right. So. Right. I mean, there there is something going on under the covers, but it's not what they're viewing. So it's. Uh, it's a really. How do I say this? It's really creepy to see it from that point of view, you know, where she's on top of him and they're doing their thing. And then they cut scene and you see both of their eyes glazed over and they're just kind of like laying there in bed. And it's just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) See, and this is one of those things where I, I would think that someone might try to, you know, take out someone's grain, hoping that if they go through it, they'll find videos like that. That's something I, I I would discuss later on when we talk about what we think some of this technology could mean for society. But yeah, that was right. kind of weird. That again, it seemed like they weren't really. I mean, I don't. They weren't really having sex. They were just kind of reliving that memory. But together, they were doing it together. That is true. So you know, it almost kind of kind of reminds me. Have you ever seen? Uh, what was that movie with uh, Stallone and Snipes, Demolition Man? Oh, God, years ago. You know, where there's that scene where uh, Sylvester Stallone's character and Sandra Bullock's character, they're, you know, at her house, and, you know, she's like, would you like to, and I, I forgot how it, it went because it's been a long time since I've seen that, too. It's like, you know, would you like to make love? And he's like, uh, sure, and they put on these, like, VR headsets, so right. it's like, obviously, because in this future, things are way different. But I don't know. That just kind of brought that to mind. But, well, the only thing I remember from that movie is when he's in the bathroom and he's looking for toilet paper and they don't have any. So he just starts swearing and taking the tickets to wipe his rear. <laughs> yep. Hopefully we never get to that particular future. But anyways. A so, future without toilet paper? No. <laughs> you just have to take matters into your own hands then. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> this is why I gave the mature subject warning uh, before we started this episode, because, yeah, the unfortunately, we kind of have to, you know, talk about some of the sexual topics in this show, because I think some it is kind of relevant. But anyways, later on, Liam is watching some of the redos from the party while getting drunk. And he th- so the next morning, he demands that uh, f- that. Fionn gives him some more answers about what exactly her relationship so at this point uh you know Fionn she just leaves she doesn't want to answer that so then Liam he goes to his home forces his way in and then he starts fighting with with Jonas uh, again accusing him of you know having an affair with his his wife so, and at this point, this is again where uh, his girlfriend uh, brings up the fact that, you know, she calls the police, but, you know, she brings up the fact that she doesn't have the, uh, you know, she doesn't have a grain, so she can't record it as evidence. But, right, right. And this is where we find out that, okay, they did actually have some sort of affair because he forces Jonas to replay his memories on the TV screen. Well, eventually he forces uh, Jonas to delete the memories, and then uh, he leaves. Well, when he right. next thing we know, he's his car has crashed into a tree. So that was one thing I wanted to talk about was with that grain when he got in the car oh, to yeah. go to Jonas's, and he, he turns the car on, and the car starts talking to, him, and it's this old English car, you know, it's not like anything. There's nothing high tech in it, but the car says. You know, according to your grain, you are not of of a sound 
ability to be doing the activities you want to do. And then it said something like to override, blah, blah, blah. But then all your personal insurance and yeah. um, insurance and something else are null and void at this point. And yeah. he overrides it in order to drive his car. That's right, because it probably somehow in um, the grain detected that he was drunk. Maybe because, again, it was recording him drinking and there's something in the grain that recognizes that he was drinking alcohol and he was, you know, drunk. But, yeah, you're right. That's another thing that uh, I just I didn't remember it until you just you know told me. But so that's yeah. true. So he and so, so that he, accident he had is not going to be covered by insurance. Yes. So <laughs> then uh, what he does is he he replays his memories. And that's when he found out that. Uh, Jonas and his wife had sex about 18 months ago, which would have been around the time that Liam's daughter would have been conceived. So this makes him even more angry right. because now he wonders, what if I'm not the father? So he gets home and he confronts his wife about it and she does admit that they did have an affair, uh, but she insists that they were using a condom. But, of course, Liam doesn't believe her because he's now wondering, you know, is their daughter really his kid? Or, you know, has he actually been caring for Jonas's child? So right. what they do is uh, she tries to, you know, he's he's not going to believe her unless he, you know, shows, you know, replays the memory. So, you know, this is when uh, the he finds out that they weren't using protection and but they never really state i don't think they really make it clear as to whether he uh whether jonas was the father of the girl or not yeah they never really do and i don't think it matters in the long run of the whole thing um because by him forcing her to show him this act she was a part of the the family dissolves you know yeah. you assume we don't know exactly what happens but you assume they get divorced and you know she gets the kid and because the next scene after that is him and at first it's a little confusing because there's this there's this stark cutaway from the end of him watching Jonas and, and Fee um do their thing there's this cut of it's got to be 5 seconds of just black and when it comes back up, he's in the bedroom with her and the baby's in the crib on the other side on the wall and they're talking and it's I love you and it's kisses. And and then all of a sudden you realize that he's just using his being to look at these memories because it goes away and then you see that there's no crib there anymore and everything that was belonged to her is gone from this room. And then he does the same thing in the kitchen and he's just slowly going yeah, insane really. with the yeah. memories. Yeah, reliving, and I do like how that last, the last section of the show was was shot. I did think it made a powerful statement how it showed him. Yeah, he was just walking through the his house with this thousand yard stare, and I mean, obviously everything is all gray and dark and depressing, and it's intercut with him reliving these happier times. Right. right. So, as the ep, so I said, I really like how that part of the sh the episode was put together. I think it makes a very powerful statement and it just contracts how or just con contrasts how, you know, he had all these happy times but now all that's gone and the uh, the house is just an empty shell to him. Right. So the episode ends with him going to the bathroom and he's using a razor blade to try to cut out the grain from behind his ear and that's when it starts throwing showing all these memories flooding back before it, everything goes black. And they, I, mm -hmm. as I recall, they did state in the episode that the, they did state in the episode that, uh, you know, if you re forcefully remove a grain, it might cause brain damage. So or it almost leaves, or yeah. Yeah. So it almost leaves us open to interpretation. You know, what happened to Liam after he took out his grain? Is he, yeah. you know, is, is he going to be able to function normally or, has he just no. reached that point where he doesn't care? I don't think he ever functions normally again. I think if he survives his own extraction of his grain, um, I get the definite feeling that when he pulls it, he goes blind automatically because it just kind of gives that feel to, at least yeah. in my viewing of it, it's like it comes out and everything goes 
plaque. So I honestly think either he wastes away in that house blind and just eventually either kills himself or just because of not taking care of himself, he doesn't, you know, get that. Or he ends up in some sort of an asylum because he's gone mad. I mean, he's lost his mind. It's before he even removes that grain, he's already well on the road to losing his mind. Um, could it have been temporary? Possibly. You know, it's like he was in a very dark place, a very sorrowful, very hard place for him to deal with the realities of what's going on around him. But we all know stories of people that go through that and they come out at the other side. So yeah. could it have been temporary? Sure. Could it have been permanent? Well, I think at the point that he pulls that bean, I think, or that, that grain, it becomes permanent. I think he's one of the unfortunate that doesn't make the turn around that bend and come back to reality. I would be inclined to agree with you. I think he it's probably intended that he did. He doesn't recover from, you know, everything that's that's happened where because again it shows his house being all gray, so I think that it it implies that, you know, this is the end for him. He's entered this depressive state and he's not coming back. So, you know, which I know. What did you think of that protagonist? Uh, well, I don't know if I'd really call him a protagonist, but the main character in the story. Uh, I don't know. I thought he. It started out he you could kind of relate to him because we've all been through reviews at work, and I'm sure we've all had situations yep. where our supervisor was going through a review and we, you know, felt like we did a. We weren't we weren't feeling good about it because maybe we made a mistake or we. Uh, didn't get enough sales or your what your metrics weren't high enough whatever so I, I think it started out where at the first at the beginning of the episode you could kind of relate to him but as the episode yes, progressed you kind yes of no. I, okay. I think I, I get what you're saying that you can relate with him but at the same time he kind of seemed depressed from the get-go of this episode like Maybe, I mean, there are people that just seem to have that as personality trait, where they're just kind of like always down and out. And he just kind of struck me as that way. And and I don't know, I, I don't consider myself to be that way, <laughs> you know, and I, um, I, I kind of think I'm kind of a happy person for the most part. And um, so I had a hard time connecting with him. But on the same token, I had a really hard time connecting with um, Jonas as well, because Jonas is just a giant douchebag, uh, for yeah, lack of a much. better term, you know. And it's obvious that Liam's wife, the girl he's with now, it, it's all, and, and excuse my phrasing on this, but it's all spank bank material. It's just something for him to go and redo later on, because... He's never happy in his own life. Yeah. Um, and I think the only thing that made Liam happy was the fact that he had his wife and his daughter. You know, he would be willing to do just about anything for the two of them at the beginning of the episode versus at the end where his world was just destroyed. So, yes, I can see understanding or, or being able to kind of look at Liam and go, okay, I get it. I've been there. I've seen that. But I had a hard time connecting to pretty much any of the characters in this episode, except maybe some of them at the party, like the black guy at the party who's like, oh, yeah, you know, I paid for, I paid for a five star suite and they gave me one with a frayed rug, you know? Yeah, I, I remember that he was and he was complaining about it. And it's like, you know, now this is my memory. And I think Liam was like, well, only if you keep looking at it, mate, you know, so. Right. But, you know, that's about the only guy I could relate to because that would be me. I would be like, you know, because I don't stay in five-star hotels. So if I ever had the opportunity to and it's like, oh, it's a frayed rug. Okay, I wouldn't be as neurotic as that guy was, but I would be like, come on, really? This is a five-star hotel I'm staying in. Yeah. You know, really? Do I have to have a frayed rug? And I get that. And so that's why I kind of, that's like, that's the guy I could connect to, which is kind of sad when you think about it. But yeah. I just had a hard time connecting to this episode as a whole. So, yeah, 
I think, see, for me, the thing I like about this episode, I do like how they talk about this grain. So let's talk about this technology here. Because remember okay. when we, because we did the White Christmas episode, and in that episode, they, uh, you know, they had the Zedis. So I'm wondering if this, because, uh, I mean, it has been implied that the the episodes of Black Mirror so far are interrelated. Because, again, there's little Somehow. things, yeah, uh, where yeah. you can see little nods to other episodes in some of the other ones. So I'm almost wondering if these grains, if, or actually, let me go back. I wonder if the Zedis from the White Christmas episode were intended to be a more primitive version of the Zedi, where, yeah, you could see through the person's, you know, the person's eye, but it, it didn't quite have that record and playback feature. I would actually probably think I would flip that because the Zedis allowed other people to go into your memories where the, the grain only allows you to go into your own memories. See, cause I think the way that the uh, character did the whole, are you referring to the section where, um, okay, he, well, again, I forgot the name of the characters, but the, the main guy was like trying to help that one guy pick up the women at the bar or at the party, or are you referring to the part where he was, going into the uh, that virtual simulation with the cookie. Right, with the cookies. See, because that, I yeah, think, that's... is something different. It's probably like that was like a virtual world created because, remember, the cookie was an extraction from the, uh, you know, from the, the... The implant. Yeah, the implant. But, again, the in in the White Christmas episode, they did have that other thing where they, they talked about the blocking. So... That's not something that's addressed in this particular episode, but it doesn't necessarily say it, it doesn't did, exist. It did cross my mind as I was like, you know, God, what if, you know, and that was one of my thoughts was, so now if you have one of these, one of these grains and you get blocked, do you not, are you able to pull those memories or can you pull those memories and there's just an outline, you know, like they did in that episode? Yeah, I but, would I think it might be two different, like two different lanes in the same sort of um, technology. Like maybe one way you have the grain, and you can go the other way and have the Zed eyes, or one could be a forerunner to the other one. But I'm not sure I know which one's which. Okay, yeah, that was just what a thought that crossed my mind. So right now, if this technology existed, would you get a grain implant? No, not a chance in hell. I. There, there's not enough money. There's not enough reason behind any of that. Um, like I said, my life's pretty mundane. I really don't want to go back and watch my life most of the time. Don't take that the wrong way. It's not like I have a horrible life or anything that I, I love my life, but it's just life. It's nothing, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a million dollar playboy. I'm not uh, an athlete or anybody that's, you know, special in any way i'm just another cog in the wheel of the world and i'm okay with that but i don't need to i don't need to go back five years 10 years 15 years and watch some interaction i had with somebody just because i can what about you would you get one i'm not sure i mean only time I would want to have something like that is if I was going on like a really awesome vacation to like Disneyland or Disney World, some place that I wouldn't get to go very often. Because, you know, it would be kind of, I mean, yes, I know we've got, you know, our smartphones, of course, you can record a video on that. But I mean, I think it would be, I think it would be kind of cool if you could recall those memories. But then again, there is also the thing about, it seems the Zedi, it, not the Zedi, these grains, they don't necessarily erase the... See, actually, I'm wondering how that works. Does it erase the organic memory or just um, the, you know, just the memory that the grain would have captured? Yeah, that's a good question. And again, that's something that's not answered in these episodes. Let me ask you this question. So you went to Disney World, what, two years ago now? Almost two years? Uh yeah, I've been 2015 and 2017, and my wife and I are planning on going back next year for our 20th wedding anniversary. Okay. 
So now when you think back on those two trips that you've had to Disney World, you remember the good things, the fun things, right? You don't really think about the standing in line for two hours to get on a ride. <laughs> you don't think about how hot it was that day and how bad you sweat and what kind of chub rub you got because you walked around all day in this steam. You think about the good things. With that grain, you get it all. And do you want to remember standing in line for two hours waiting to get on It's a Wonderful Light World? <laughs> or it's a big, it's big a world. Small world. The hell it's, it's, it's a, a small, small world. world yeah. Um, which, by the way, is the creepiest ride ever. Um, <laughs> Never been on it, actually. So, If you're really, really hot, it's great for that because it is air-conditioned. Just a little hint. Okay. Um, but it is creepy and weird. But I'll have to you. I'll have to YouTube it because I I know people they 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 take videos of the of Disney rides and they'll put them on uh, you know they'll put them on YouTube. So I'll have to watch it. But yeah, we've never been on It's a Small World. So, but see the thing is I, again, you should do it. You should do it just so you know what kind of creepy world I'm talking about here. But and it's air conditioned, which is always a bonus. Yeah. But anyway, so you see what I'm saying though. When I think back to vacations I've been on and things I've done with my family, I think about the good times. I don't think about the fact that one of my girls had a temper tantrum when we wanted to do one thing. You know, the rest of the family wanted to do one thing, but she wanted to do X, Y, Z. You don't think about those things because once she did the other thing with the whole family, and yeah, she was pissed off about it and she didn't want to do it. But once she did it, she was like, well, that was fun, too. And then we went and did what she wanted to do. Life was fine you don't think about that that conflict you had in between the two you know what i'm saying okay and the green that would all be there all the time see and the thing that the other way well the other thing that would concern me about this technology because again it is implied that people they can take your grain though his girl the the girlfriend that had her grain forcefully removed she seemed okay so unless she maybe you know she got enough medical treatment so that uh, it fixed any problems, but still there's this concern. What if someone could take the memories from your grain and make, you know, post them on the internet so anyone can watch them? I mean, you know, how many, we have the phenomenon of sex tapes today where occasionally you'll hear that, you know, some celebrity, uh, was, you know, videotaping him, himself or herself having sex with, uh, you know, his or her significant other, and then that gets stolen and gets put on the internet for everyone to go watch. So that would be one concern. Because uh, remember, Absolutely. they they did, you know, we see in this episode, people do share those, they do record those intimate memories. So, you know, what if someone could take that and steal it? But here's another thing I could think actually being, uh, see, I'm wondering if there's anything where you can actually take one of those like a memory from another grain and implant it in your own because if you could that would actually have some interesting potential and not just sex because yes i could picture them doing something like an adult movie star could make one of these videos and then you you upload it to your grain and it makes you think like you're having sex with this this porn star but i mean i could also see it having you know non-sexual uses like well, like, let's just say you have someone who, because of medical reasons, they're very limited in their mobility. So, you know, what if that person, what if they always wanted to go to Disney World, but they they never have the chance either because they don't have the money or because of, of medical reasons or whatever. Uh, they could do something where maybe they could get, you know, someone else's memories implanted so they could have that experience of going on It's a Small World and seeing the creepiness and, and whatnot. Yeah, I see what you're saying. and But I would think that if that were the case, couldn't they manufacture those memories? I mean, they make businesses out of everything. There, there would have to be a business that would pop up that would be like, lost your memory or... You know, want um, want to climb Mount Everest but can't do it or can't afford it. You know, for a third the price of climbing Mount Everest, we can implant it in your. You know, kind of like a. Um, oh, what was the what was the Arnold Schwarzenegger Total movie? Recall. Total, Total Recall. Total Recall. Total Recall is a perfect uh, idea of that where 
you want to go on vacation for a week to Mars, but you don't have the money, come down here. We'll give you that week vacation with, you know, if you pay a little bit extra, you can have a interaction with a Mars woman or, you know, whatever Yeah. kind of thing. And I would think those kind of businesses would pop up. Not saying that there still wouldn't be a black market thing with, with people who want other people's memories, but uh, honestly... <laughs> Nobody wants to watch me have sex. Who wants Chad, to see that? You never know. Remember, Chad, Rule 34. I'm trying to forget Just remember Rule 34. That. Just remember, Rule let's 34. Be, let's be honest. Okay, Al, let me ask you this. I don't want to see myself have sex. Do you? Would you really want to watch yourself having sex? I don't know. Because, I mean, again, it's from your perspective. So it's not like, you know, someone filming it from the outside right. where they'd have to see my fat butt, you know, thrusting right. and stuff. <laughs> okay. This... But that's exactly what I'm getting at. It's from what you see. It's it's what you see. So it's see, set that's... from the point of view of you looking at your wife's face or whatever, you know. You know you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to be gentlemanly here. But it's it's not even the way we think of porn today which is usually from the point of view of somebody else standing there with a camera zooming in on all the goody bits you know that um that people want to see when you're actually in the act you don't see the goody bits it's just like it's a bunch of moaning grunting and her chest or whatever you happen to be staring at at the time and i just don't get the oh chad i don't get it i did see something on uh, I forgot what the name of the TV show was, but there they are actually. Well, this was several years ago, so I'm not sure if they were actually made or not. But apparently, there's these, you know, things you can get that you put over your your junk, and then you know you watch the video, and the 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 thing you put over yourself, it you know, it does whatever movements to make it, you know, feel like you were actually in that particular sex act. So, yeah, it's... Maybe I'm old school, but if I'm going to pretend I'm in a sex act, I'd just rather just be in the sex act. Yeah, and see, that's why I think, I mean, if there was a way to implant these memories into the, the grain, why there would spring up this market where, you know, they'd have, you know, popular porn stars film them so that way you could upload it to your grain and you'd feel like, you know, you were in that position. Because it's implied, I think, with, you know, their intimacy scene that you're not just watching the, you know, you're not just watching the, uh, you know, the act. Yeah. You're, you're actually feeling whatever was experienced then. Right. And I get that. But then it's more of a business again. Now, it might not be a legal business, but it's still just a business. It's these porn stars going, hey, I can make money selling it to Joe Blow over there, and he's going to, and I don't care who thinks they've had sex with me, and it becomes a business. Now, granted, it might, like I said, it might not be a legal business, but it could be something like we were talking about with Total Recall, where it's a legit business. Yeah. And I just... I don't know. I have so many issues with the with the the morality of anything to do with this grain. That's that's my biggest. Just the morality of it all just seems so. And then we don't even want to get into what Big Brother could do with it. You know, the government can they can they hijack can they lowjack into your grain and see what they want to see and. No, to me, this is just, this is one of the scariest episodes we've seen so far. This is worse than pig f***ing. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was actually about to go there too. It's like, and again, they don't address it in this issue because it's in this episode because it's not really relevant uh, to the the topic in the show. But yeah, there is that concern. Can these, because again, we see that the grains, they can project onto a TV screen. So there's got to be some sort of wireless communication there. Would it be possible for someone to, you know, to to hide? Would it be possible for someone to hack into your your grain and be able to see what you're seeing and record what you know, record 
without your knowledge. Because and especially I, when you understand that it sounds like there's different levels because the one girl's hers wasn't encrypted. Yeah. You know, so do you, do you take that risk? Like, well, you know, I'm just a nobody who's going to want to, you know, hack into my, my, my grain. Or do you, you know, do you upgrade and get the better one that's encrypted? And then there's another one that's like encrypted against, you know, people who travel overseas or, you know, I can think of like six levels off the top of my head, each one being excessively more expensive until, you know, you've got the ones that only the richest people can have. Yeah. And And, see, even though this is a bit one of the slower paced episodes, one of the things I do like about it is I I do like how it does bring up that it does provoke it is thought provoking in that it does make you wonder about okay what how secure are we really because you know apparently there's the government has ways they can hack into your smartphone and turn on the microphone without you knowing it so Mm -hmm. you know it does like any piece of technology there is always going to be that security concern so that's like I said, even though it might not be one of the more exciting episodes and it might not be one of the best episodes, I still like how it does have that that thought provoking part of it, especially when, you know, you had him in the when Liam was trying to get onto the plane and they had him do the redo so they could see everyone he's interacted with in the last week or so. Right. But and, and I get it. I mean, it's it's not a bad episode from the fact that it was done not not done well or it was not thought invoking it's just the the material of it all just is scary from so many different levels um you know we talk about giving up freedoms and such you know with the patriot act and all these other things that have happened over the last you know 40 years that we've been alive but think about the freedoms you would give up with something like that. That is true. And maybe that's why the girlfriend was saying she felt liberated that she didn't have it anymore because maybe maybe there is something in this universe, which again, it's not implied, so this is just pure fan speculation, but maybe right. there have been situations where people have had their, you know, the security protocols on their grains violated. And you know, so maybe that's why she felt liberated that and why she felt not she didn't feel the need to to get the grain replaced. And this is actually something that is going to be explored. Well, not not with the grains, but this whole idea of liberating yourself from technology or how abandoning certain types of technology can have a liberating effect. That is something that is actually going to be explored in a future episode. So okay. any final any final thoughts on the entire history of you don't do it honestly that that's my best word of wisdom if we see something like this coming down in reality i will be one of the first people you see out there against this thing and i think my my um my being against it will be more than me writing posts on facebook (laughs) so yeah, and I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. While I think this grain technology could have some positive uses, there there are security issues. And again, both of us having degrees in IT, you know, we're definitely aware of of those potential dangers. So, well, the next episode we're going to review. Not sure when it's going to be, but our next the next one is be right back. Which I know you were saying that you're not you were having some doubts about the series. Uh, as I said, once we do be right back, the next couple episodes actually are, do pick up a bit more because um, season two, episode two, White Bear, that's one of my wife's favorite episodes. And I actually think that's another good thought provoking one as well. One of the episodes we did was from season two, wasn't it? Yeah, White Christmas. And that's the final episode of season two. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it's like the bridge between seasons two and three. Okay, so we'll be skipping that one, or are we gonna go through that one again? Now nah, we're gonna skip it. So uh, okay. if 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 you want, if people want to hear it again, they can go back and <laughs> you can go back and listen right. to that episode. This is, this is this episode is the end of season one. They had a whopping three episodes. Correct. Uh, season two has four episodes, but we've already done one, so there'll be three episodes to season two, and then I believe it 
tops to six episodes for yeah, seasons it's... three and four. Yeah. And, uh, There's, and then my daughter is telling me there is a standalone that's kind of an interactive thing. Have you watched that one? Not yet, because we're going to my wife and I, we're going to watch it in our TV. But apparently you have to do it on a computer or a smartphone because you, there's that interactive, which I actually Bandersnatch. Mm-hmm. I actually think it sounds interesting because when you were a kid, do you remember reading the Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yes. Yeah. And when my daughter was telling me about it, I actually thought it was kind of neat, too, because she's like, yeah, sometimes you'll make a choice and then they'll be like, sorry, you died. Go back to here and make a different choice. You know, that's something we should do for a a future episode. We should do we should, uh, you know, each of us do it and then just kind of compare what we did and what what ending we get. But, yeah, I think it sounds like a really interesting idea because it's basically a, a choose your own adventure book, you know, on the on your it's basically a choose your own adventure book. And I always loved those things when I was a kid. So, yeah, it's just a digital choose your own adventure book. True. So I think we're going to end this episode. So, Chad, I know that you're a busy guy. I am. And I understand one of the reasons you're busy is you've got your own podcasting you're doing now when you're not talking to me. So if people want to hear you talk about other things when they're not talking to me, where can they find you? At www.eclecticmediaproject.com. You can also find us on Podbean at Eclectic Media Project. You can find us on Apple iTunes. We are also on Instagram. And if you type in Eclectic Media Project in any of those platforms, you will find us. Because uh, we got lucky and they were available in all those platforms. Yay us. (laughs) So, you know, I I, I was listening to your Christmas episode of Musically Challenged. Yes, the one clean episode, one clean episode we do a year. So who did the uh, intro narration? That guy has a sexy voice. I bet he gets all the women. Uh, I don't know. Do you, Al? <laughs> so yeah, if Actually, you listen, kind of, we did we did do a special intro for that one, which which Al put together for us, which is uh, it's both Christmassy and funny. It's funny. The few people I've watched um, listen to the. Yeah, uh, to the intro when you say something about the big guy and we're not talking about the uh, Mr. Knight. And, go, oh! and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm like, that's funny as hell. <laughs> See, it. I didn't know if you'd be, I didn't think you'd be offended by it. So that's why I offered to take it out. But you're like, nope, I laughed at that one. So oh, let's be honest. How many times have you seen me be offended? I mean, truly offended. Actually... I don't think I've ever seen you be offended by something, so. I mean, it's really hard to offend me. I may disagree with you, and I may vehemently disagree with you, but I am one of those people that I, it's hard to offend me, because chances are, if I act all offended about something, within the next year, I'm going to offend you. So I might as well get <laughs> over the fact that it happens. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's just me. So. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me, Chad, and thanks for, uh, like I said, struggling through another episode. And again, the Be Right Back, it's another one of those little slower-paced episodes, but you know some of the episodes that come after that are really good. So I think we're going to have some good conversations about those episodes. But, I Well, I, I feel like we've already had good conversations. It's not a conversation thing, and it's not necessarily – the speed of the episodes aren't what bother me so much as the topics of the episodes. Yeah. I do like the fact, though, that um, it's it's British-based, isn't it? Yes, it is a British and, series, uh, correct. And uh, they can actually talk like real people because, I mean, it still gets me every time I'm watching TV and it's like they they drop certain words that the, they would never get away with on American TV, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it, it's kind of nice in that way because they talk like real people. Because, you know, I don't know many of us that are going to be like, oh, shucky darns, you know, like yeah. you see a lot in, in, in American TV. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to get into season two. And um, I'm actually, uh, I want to get through Be Right Back. And then hopefully, I've been taking your word for this for however long we've been doing this now. And I know there's big gaps sometimes in between our episodes. Yeah. And we'll try to minimize that a little bit. Um, that's mostly me. That's not Al. He's usually like, when are we going to do the next one? And I'm like, well, you see, I'm recording here. I'm doing this. I'm traveling there. Plus you travel there. a lot. <laughs> yeah. You travel a lot as yeah, part of your work. day job. So, uh, you know, it's understandable. Yep. So, 
So I'd like to thank you all for joining us today, and we will catch you next time. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.